0: Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome, Mary. (laughs) Thank you, Jillian. It's nice to be here. We are giggling because... um, (laughs) We are like in the zone. Yeah. Okay. So when we're in the zone, we do not even let pee happen. Yeah. Okay. We're like, we have to go, but nope, we're in the zone. We're not breaking stride. Jillian offered (laughs) for us to take a little pee break, and I'm like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> so this is how serious we are today.
0: Because you know what? When I have an interruption, th- oh. the time to rope my brain back
1: <laughs> is kind of scary. We know our self-limitations. We do. Peeing is one of them. And I have good self-control in that area. Oh, okay. I've been trained well. All right. Well, yes. these are things you need to learn in life, people. Yeah. How to control Important your life bladder. <laughs> Especially at our age. Oh, I have this ongoing conversation with myself every night. Yeah. Because I wake up and I have to go. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm not getting out of bed. It's too cold. That's right. Too dark. That's right. No. And then I lay there thinking about it. So half an hour has gone by. Right. Well, will you stop talking about pee? Because now I feel like I have to go. (laughs) Okay. We have digressed right off the start. So things are good. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking about the brilliant book, The Resilient Life by Susan Bialy Haas. Yes. Oh, it's good. So, guess what, people? It was like zooming on Amazon the other week when we featured her book Mm -hmm. on our podcast a few episodes ago. And so. And we've already gotten feedback that people are loving her book. We have. And these are like, okay, I got this is my bias. Mm. When I get like people that I really respect Mm -hmm. and they've got the book and they're reading it and they're like, oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Because we love recommending books. That are so full of information mm-hmm. for your benefit, but also give you tools and actionable steps. Exactly. So that it's not just theory. Yeah. You can actually do it. Right. Well, you'll notice our books have a lot of do-its to it. Because, you know, I'm all about do name it. it, claim it, do it. That's right. That's my that's my thing. Name <laughs> it, right. claim it, do it. That's right. So in her book, The Resilient Life by Susan bialy she reminds us that crisis oh, uh. will inevitably hit our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hello. Yeah. We've already talked about that. Yeah. And we talk about it frequently. Mm-hmm. And we all can resonate with that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we know that we've just got through a rough number of years. Mm-hmm. And we know that tomorrow something else could happen. Right. Or next week or next year. Yes. So, listeners, um, one of us might be on the brink of a crisis. Mm. Or maybe you're in the midst of something. Mm-hmm. And Susan bialy has some—I'm going to call her just Susan. Yeah. Dr. Susan. Yeah. Because she's a unicorn, by the way. She's a—I'm going to call her Unicorn Susan. Oh, Dr. Unicorn (laughs) All right. I love it.
0: And by the way, if you're already going, I don't want to listen to this episode because I don't want to talk about crisis. If you're in that state of such intense crisis moment, I get that. If you have to pause it, please do that. But also come back because
1: there's such good
0: wisdom and
1: encouragement. There is. And this is hopeful. Yeah. Uh, Because in our previous episode... Mary has already talked to us about the agency that we do have. Mm -hmm. In the previous episode, we talked about you choosing to do what you want with feedback. Mm -hmm. Well, today, we're also going to give you some, just share her incredible wisdom to help us navigate and actually build resilience.
0: Yeah, because we can't avoid crisis. We can't
1: avoid it. We can build resilience Resilience. to it, which is, that is where our agency lies. Yeah, Exactly. So, resilience is defined as the psychological capacity to adapt to stressful circumstances and to bounce back from adverse events. Mm-hmm. Resilience is actually considered a process to build resources towards searching for a better future after potentially traumatic oh, events. I love that. Look, it, searching for, for a better, a better future. future and if you think of your a lot of our listeners we know have children or grandchildren think of that little one in your life mm. like think of the future that you want to have That's them to right. have
0: Yes, and you want them to have the resilience to have that better future. That's right. And the same for you. I mean, I say this all the time. Like, I'll have parents come to me and say they're working through a divorce or one of the parents is really um, abusive or has a different parenting. I mean, there's so many complexities of relationships. And I get it. As a parent, I want to protect my kids from everything. Yes, But you can't protect your kids from reality. No. And so if their reality is that they have a parent who is less than committed, is uh, not always predictable, whatever it might be, as long as we're not talking about out and out, we have to protect them against abuse. The, part of what you can do is help them have resilience to handle that reality in their life. And it's just going to help them navigate the complexity of relationships and that it's not a black and white, good, bad, evil right. thing, but it's like, this is real life. That's right. So,
1: And, you know, we can, um, one of the things I say in coaching all the time mm. is we're leveraging from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. So when a, a client comes to me and they're, um, They're going through a transition Mm -hmm. that's going to be hard. Yeah. Right. Maybe they're leaving one career to go to another career or something like that we leverage all the strengths that they've already built up right we walk yes. them through the previous hard thing and you know what we do sometimes we narrate it we make it almost into a feature film mm. we you know we, we pick the music we pick the mm-hmm. clothes we mm-hmm. pick because if they can picture themselves mm. overcoming
0: yes oh and remind
1: themselves that they have overcome in the past exactly then oh. they can see a brighter future yep. ahead yeah so some of these resources are going to come from just our inherent potential that we can do hard things, Mm -hmm. and some from what we learned about how to endure hardship. Right. So if you don't feel you have all the necessary tools, grab her book, Mm -hmm. because this is straight from her book. Mm -hmm. And the ability to bounce back requires being empowered to make decisions that promote your personal well-being. Right. Right.
0: And that's what I love is that level of clarity. Because when you're in crisis mode, often you can't think clearly. You're just trying to survive. Uh, So taking a very readable book. And by the way, as I've already shared, um, Dr. Unicorn Susan herself has gone through her own crises, And she was in the midst of a bunch when she was writing this book.
1: Wow. And so that experience has found itself on a page. I want to seek out wisdom from people who have gone through the storm before me.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I just don't want theoretical information. It doesn't wash with me. No, I agree. I want your life to be a tribute to the hard things you've gone through. Right. Right. That's what gives me hope. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this um, resilient life, the image of a farmer came to mind. Mm. My sister lives in farm country Mm -hmm. and, you know. Like, they're surrounded by all these big farms, and farmers are completely at the mercy of the climate, yep. yep. the market, mm-hmm. right? Like, look at what's happening with the war in Ukraine affecting wheat production and mm-hmm. things like that. Natural disasters, bugs, yep. predators, yep. and all manner of things that come at their livelihood. Mm-hmm. How do they keep going? That's mm. a really like, great imagery. Right? They, they don't just say, well— that was a bad year, so I won't, de- I won't plant anything this year because this could be another hard year. Yeah, But they do. They plan. They prep. Mm. They regroup. Mm-hmm. They let a field stay dormant if they have to and recuperate for a season. They plant and till and tend and nurture. They are the model of resilience, mm. or we wouldn't have food on our plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If every time there was a bad flood or a drought mm-hmm. and farmers just gave up, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here.
0: No. Exactly.
1: Oh, man, they are an example of resilience. Truly. Yeah. So we can lean into reminding ourselves that we are prepping and caring and tending and planning in advance of whatever comes next. Love that. Oh, I love that. So let's lean into the learnings of Dr. Susan the Unicorn. Mm -hmm. Number one, she says, let the people around you give to you. Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because I'm looking across the table at my... Dear friend, Dr. Mary. And sometimes I have to say to her, can you just receive this from me? Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, she's gotten better. at Well, I shouldn't say. I've gotten better at receiving because she's so helpful. And before she's going to give something, she goes, Mary, can you just receive this, please? Yes. And that means I get, oh, oh, okay. I got to open up, open up my heart
1: and just like receive it. Yeah. So... Um, w- you know, really. Well, you suck at it too, big. I know I, know I suck at it too. Yeah. But we're mm-hmm. talking about you right now. Okay. <laughs> so you no. look at me uh, trying to like deflect. I, I'm, I'm avoiding her gaze at the yes. moment. Yes. No, but both of us are, are really suck at this mm-hmm. because uh, as uh, Enneagram 2, Mary is the giver mm-hmm. and it's hard for her to receive. And moi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally in denial about my own needs um, to be helped. So I do not have needs. No. It's a denial. No. It's a protective exactly. mechanism. It works. So this really requires that we start practicing this now. So when we're in kind of a healthy state, we go, you know what? I actually do have some needs. I,
0: yes. And it's, it's like you have to really practice it. Because I remember when um, my dad, um, when he years ago was first diagnosed with cancer, um, our community all came around. They were dropping off food. And Peter says to me, we're not the ones with cancer. Why, you ta- why are you going to receive this food? Well, first of all, I was the one who cooked most times. So I'm like, I'm receiving this food. Yes, exactly. But it was like I was practicing receiving, Yes, which was really hard because we could totally figure it out on our own. Yeah. So it's that
1: idea that I can, I can practice even if it's hard. Yep. Yeah, so this really requires that we start practicing now. Mm-hmm. We flex this receiver muscle. Yes. So that when a crisis hits, we can actually be in a place to receive from our trusted loved exactly. ones. Right? And I have found that people really do want to help in a crisis. They do. They do. They feel well, helpless to, to change the circumstances, but they if they do. can do a little bit to... Lift up our spirits. And, you know, most times people just don't know what you need. Yeah. So they'll say something like, let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah, well, I never ask
0: if right? that's the case. You have so, to kind of come, like, bursting in and go, here, I'm giving you a meal.
1: That's right. You're like, or you say, you know, what I'm dropping off some gift cards for a Swiss chalet or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, leave your laundry on the stoop. I'll take it and do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, whatever it needs to be, people actually really want to give. Yeah. But— people find it very hard to receive. So tell them what you're going to do for them and see if it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Or just go shovel their driveway.
0: Yeah, just go do it. Cut the grass, do something. Yeah.
1: Right? So let's be in positions where we're actually able to receive. We can say, you know, I really want to help you through this hard thing. Mm -hmm. So I've got, you know, a day I can do all your running around for you, get your groceries, get your prescriptions, whatever. That's easy for you
0: to offer that. It's you receiving it. This is the thing. I I know. (laughs) Stop giving me your little
1: hairy eyeball look. (laughs) But this is the thing she's telling us. She said... Yes. She warns us that our pride is going to get in the way. Oh. Well. So I'm just saying my pride gets in the way. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to check my pride. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well... (laughs) She's, like, I, I, she's looking at me with smugness right now. <laughs> smugness. Well, I, I, because I'm glad. This is, this, this is very good that you have the self-awareness. Yeah. That I know you, my pride gets in the way, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I got to check my pride. And yeah. so when the next crisis hits, which inevitably it will, I need to be able to go, you know what? I've learned that I could do this, yeah. but I'm going to let someone else do this for me. Yeah, Take some pressure off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, number two, she says, protect your means to earn a living. So, this, so I want to say this to you. You may not be in a situation where you have the margin to take on a second job or whatever it might be, but you have agency over your spending a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I've just been purging my house. Mm -hmm. So, I've been selling a whole bunch of stuff on Marketplace. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like pricing it accordingly, like five bucks gone. Right. People are buying it. People actually need stuff. So um, I'm building a little bit of a pot of, you know, resources for myself. Mm -hmm. So she says, protect your means to earn a living. When a crisis hits, it's important to lean into work that pays the bills. Wow. So if you're in a hard place right now with your job, Mm -hmm. but you're watching the interest rates or you're watching, you know, your mortgage coming up for renewal... You may need to hang in there mm-hmm. before you make a decision to change jobs because the bills need to be paid. This,
0: this is a really important point because we don't often think about the fi- the cost, the financial cost of um, surviving and thriving through a crisis. That's right. And um, when we're in survival mode and we just want to try to get through— we don't count the cost sometimes of what we do. That's right to get through. That's right until we end up with this stack of bills. Exactly. that we have no ability that c- keeps us in crisis mode, keeps us in like stress mode.
1: Yep. That diminishes our ability to cope. Well, it's a simple thing to go back to the previous point. All these people dropping off meals at your house yeah. meant you weren't ordering takeout or making multiple trips. They were saving you money. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Mm-hmm. So even a small thing like that can really help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so That's very good. So practical. So right? she says... Um, when we are able to protect our means to earn a living, mm-hmm. she says it provides a stability of money coming in so maybe we have to take on some part-time work. it provides a sense of self-esteem mm-hmm. like I'm able to contribute to my family's needs. Mm-hmm. Susan says show up, do good do, do good work, be responsible and reliable. Mm-hmm. Protecting your work can be the thing that gets you through a crisis both. <sighs> psychologically and right. financially.
0: Right. And the number of times we tend to bring our personal stuff into work. Yes. And then we end up blowing up our work situation, which is the last thing we need. And, you know, and what's so interesting is when I when I think about people that I've walked with them through crises, uh, the ones who are so resilient, they will say things like, I actually, cause I'll be like, I'll write you a letter. You can take a leave of absence. They'll be like, no, actually I want to go to work. Right. Cause it gives me this stability and predictability. Yes. While I'm going through whatever I'm going through personally. That's right. And I thought,
1: oh, that's wise. It is so wise.
0: And so you're maintaining some stability financially, yeah. but even in your schedule so that you've got like this, okay, I, I, I can do this because I've got this that I don't
1: have to worry about while That's right. I deal with this other hard thing. Yeah, so she gives some great advice about just taking thing, care of things like your insurance, your debt management, trying to build some savings, and working on an emergency fund if you need it. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is just being wise before a crisis It hits. really is. Having margin in your life. And it's... You know, it gets us out of that living in the moment thing. Ah, You know, like right now things are good and so I'm going to spend it all. I'm going to spend it all. I'm going to buy that new thing that I don't really need. Yeah. No, it's just being prudent Mm -hmm. and shrewd. Yeah. She says, draw strength from structure. Mm. I love this. Yes. Because, you know, I have to say that during the time when we had. COVID lockdowns, I kind of let some of my structures go. Well, that's because we thought it was going to last a couple of weeks. Right. So, yeah, we're like, okay. Right. We can... And like- now that COVID-15 is reminding me it wasn't a couple of weeks, <laughs> right? But this is huge. And yes. I just, uh, you know, sometimes when we're feeling, in, when we're in crisis, we let our structures go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember when my mom was in the hospital... Um, you know, she was in a uh, an induced coma as a result of uh, a surgical accident. And, um, like, I wasn't eating. Because mm. I had those butterflies in my stomach that take over right. when crisis hits me. Right. And so I just, and I really had to force myself to eat. Well, how good was I mm. if I'm not fueling my own body right. and taking care of my own right. physical needs? And then
0: what is the long-term uh,
1: repercussions on your body? That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... Susan reminds us that we have a tendency to chop away at our structures Mm. when crisis hits, and we need to create space to deal with the emotional process of the crisis. Mm -hmm. Like, so maybe we need to carve out space where we can just allow the emotions to go, Mm. right? Like that person that says, no, I actually need to go to work. Well, when are you going to have the time to do some emotional processing? And I remember coming home from the hospital those days crying all the way home. Yeah. Right, But that was so needed. I needed to get it out before I got my to my family, mm-hmm. right? So I could get dinner on the table mm-hmm. and things like that. So try to keep a healthy structure to navigate a crisis. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. She refers to this as psychological and physical scaffolding that we need in difficult times. <sighs> when we're
0: whirling with confusion and uncertainty, having those, the scaffold in place kind of gives me like this this thing that keeps me grounded and centered yes.
1: and it keeps you knowing that these are the predictable things that are in front of me it's predictable that you know i'm going to get into a nice warm bed tonight yeah. and i'm going to have a dinner on the table from my friends. Yeah. Like those are the predictable things. Yeah. And we all know that children thrive in structure. Mm-hmm. That's predictable mm-hmm. because it removes so much anxiety and stress out of the moment.
0: I have an analogy. Yeah. Yesterday, we we're talking about our family does Mario Kart racing. <laughs> 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 this is my, my growth mindset, people. I learned how to Mario Kart in my fifties, uh, <laughs> but I'm wise in that. Apparently, if you don't know Mario Karting, you can set up the settings so that you've got this thing where you can't, you don't fall off the road, right? And then you can also even go auto drive, where it just will even drive without you oh, having to do anything. That would be my. So place. I was, I, I love one of my. You, then you get all these like things that allows you to do special stuff. So I don't even remember the words. I want. It's called the gold head. Okay. It has a fancier name than that. But it gives you bursts of speed. Oh, I like that. So I love hitting it. He goes all the way down, and I'm like whipping around because I've got my scaffolding in place. Yes. And one time I was looking at Peter. Go. Why are you not using your gold head? He goes. I'm gonna fall off the road otherwise. Oh. Because he didn't have his scaffolding in place. Oh. There you go. How's that for analogy? That is. Oh, I.
1: <laughs> She's blown away. I'm Her totally mind is blown, blown away. <laughs> Dr. Susan, could you please put that in the next rendition of your book? Exactly. So the next thing she says is, make choices that will make your life better. Oh. Not worse when the dust settles. <sighs> so you know, Mary, I've been so upfront about this. Yes. When I'm in crisis, you know what I crave? Yes. Onion rings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen you. Yeah. yeah. Onion, big... Fat, and onion rings. Well, and you're very picky about it. Oh, I, they have to be like... They have
0: to be just so. You do me. a whole interview process. When we're at a restaurant, you're about to order your onion yes, rings? I do. There's like a 20-point question. Yeah.
1: Are they frozen? Are they breaded? Are they deep fried? Are they battered? Like, where'd you get the batter from? What kind of oil are you using? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I just... I don't know what it is. I, I want a big, fat onion ring with malt vinegar and salt and oh, pepper. Yes. And then I feel good. Yeah. Some people reach for a drink numbing in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. We all know the things that are vices that we turn to when crisis hits. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But take a moment and remind yourself that these things are not good for us in the long run. Mm. So if I'm getting, like, if I'm getting onion rings once in a while, no biggie. Right. But if I'm stopping every day Mm -hmm. to pick up a donut or onion rings, Mm -hmm. that is not, something's going to spiral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking care of myself. And then on the positive like what's actually a good thing you can that's put into right. your body. It fuels me during crisis. Right. So Susan encourages us to ask this question, what would be the most useful thing for myself and my life that I could do right now?
0: Hmm. In whatever little way you can have a sense of agency. Yes. In that way that's positive and it fuels you in a good way, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever that looks like.
1: Exactly. I love that. So turn that negative energy into something positive and constructive for you. Mm. If you know you'll regret the choice, then Mm. find a positive alternative. Mm. So like the farmer that knows she has to get up early and tend the livestock, which may mean an early bedtime. Mm. What are the healthy habits that we need to build into our plan ahead so that we can make good choices under stress?
0: Yeah, that's a great example. Like sleep alone. It gives
1: us so much resilience it does all, all sorts
0: of things. We don't have sleep. Mm-mm.
1: So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is Listener, what is your go-to under stress? Ooh. We all have them. Mm-hmm. And we actually can rationalize them, too. Well, I'm so stressed out. I deserve this. Everything I'm going through, those onion rings, like I, my body needs them, clearly.
0: Yeah, junk food, chocolate. Binging on TV. Yeah. For
1: sure. For me. Yeah. And for mine, it's like numbing out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scrolling on Instagram and eating on your... <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, hungry now. i so, us talk about food. You know, we, and, and how do you rationalize it? Mm-hmm. You know, I need this. I deserve this to get me through. Mm-hmm. Because if it's destructive, and by destructive, I mean the opposite of constructive. Mm-hmm. So... You know, a piece of fruit and some cheese would probably be a lot more wholesome for me than the onion rings. Mm -hmm. Then it's just going to get worse when another crisis hits.
0: Right. Well, back to our episode when we talked about the wake-up call. Oh, yeah. Is, like, when we're in crisis mode, we're even more likely to make choices that have negative repercussions on our life because we feel like that's what we need to do to get through. Yep. Yep but then we're not counting the long-term costs of what we're doing. That's right. So I love what she says about taking the negative energy and yeah. turning it to something positive. It's just it's just being mindful. Yes. That if I take this onion rings, I can have a few now, but like what's it going to do and how do I feel afterwards? You don't feel better. For having it. No, I don't. I feel like a sluggard. Yeah. Whereas if you go and have that fruit and that healthy, whatever it is, physically you feel better. You feel more rejuvenated and able to kind of go back and deal with whatever you have to deal
1: with. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the big strategies I found in my life, the scaffolding that I need in my life mm-hmm. is I need to enter my day very mindfully. Hmm. So I have a uh, Uh, devotional that I put on it's on my phone I can listen to it I don't even I can just close my eyes and listen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and reflect Mm -hmm. and with my morning coffee and then I go for a walk with my dog Mm -hmm. because getting outside gets me away from maybe some of the stresses of the house Mm -hmm. maybe some of the messes of the house you know they're stacked up around me they're going to Remind me, I've got to do something. Mm-hmm. So what is your scaffolding? Mm-hmm. Work on your stuff. Mm. So the next thing she says is look after your health. Well, this seems like it's, you know, a duh, Obvious. Duh. But, but it's but amazing how that goes. It Health is a must and it must be the priority. They are the foundational scaffolding and building blocks of a resilient life, according to Susan. Yeah, like we
0: have to remember we're human beings. Yes. We're physical beings that have physical le- needs
1: and physical limitations. Yep. So, get enough sleep, choose nutritious food that fuels your body, mm-hmm. and eat three meals a day. Mm-hmm. And for, you f- do forget to eat a lot of you times. You do forget to and eat. And then you just eat whatever. Well, when you're under stress, you can't plan well. Yeah. So, you know, you're trying to put out the fire over here, and mm-hmm. you're not necessarily planning nutritional meals. Mm-hmm. So, remember that you're making better choices. Mm-hmm. They're more positive. These are life-giving choices. So, you can remind yourself while you're eating that salad This is really good for my body. My body needs these nutrients. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing I'm doing for myself.
0: Well, and back to point number one is reach out for help if you need it. Like if you're looking after your health is not easy for you, then get the supports that you need to help you with that. There's plenty of people who are good at this, do it regularly in their own life. You don't even have to, like, consult an expert. It could be just somebody you know in your life
1: who has a healthy lifestyle. That's right. And just get some tips from them. Get some recipes from them. So these are life-giving choices and made as often as possible. So, you know, get in the habit of trying to make these positive decisions now. Mm -hmm. So when crisis hits, Mm -hmm. it's more likely to be repeated. Right. Um, And that will help us to be restored, well-fueled, de-stressed and energized, Mm -hmm. giving us the strength that we need to navigate the crisis. Mm -hmm. So questions for you. What life-robbing choices are you making right now? (sighs) what life-giving choices are you making or want to make mm-hmm. don't wait for the wake-up call to start building these right get your scaffolding in place now yeah and then of course she says count your blessings mm-hmm. and all oh, we've we've done podcast episodes on gratitude, gratitude and yeah. all the research around there you just have to google gratitude and all kinds of studies will come up and in her book susan shares the research that's solid so mm-hmm. if you have her book just looking at that research, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Protecting our mental health is huge when we're in crisis. Yeah. Finding the blessings, blah, 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 blessings, both big and small, journal it, make a note on our phone, do a voice memo to yourself, remind us that there's goodness and positive things that we can focus on. That's right. And share it. Yeah. Keep that as front of mind
0: in your conversation. Not in a fakey, faky way like, no. oh, I'm so blessed, even though I'm going through the hardest thing in my life. Yeah. To be able to kind of go, yeah, it's hard. I'm struggling right now. That's right. Whatever it might be. But to be able to kind of go at the same time, I'm thankful for this. Yeah. And it could be the smallest little thing. We're not talking about earth shattering gratitude when you're in a you know, difficult time. But what she is talking about also is just practicing this this attitude of gratitude, as they say. That's right. Just practicing it so that when crisis hits and you can't be so like mindful of what's coming out. Um, and I mean, and I've shared this already before as I watch both of my parents at the last days of my, their lives. Yeah. My dad having practiced gratitude his entire life. Yes. Oh, he was just a a thing of beauty to watch as he was going through his last days.
1: You know, and um, just an aside, to like, Mary was sharing videos of her dad, you know, in his last days. Yeah. Just, like, so full, like, verbally and physically demonstrating his gratitude. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch.
0: We had video because we had a video to make sure he was okay, and it was recording him 24-7. So... You got it all these little it, it was not intentional that he did this. It was like in the middle of the night, he'd be singing worship songs yeah. and praying out Amazing. loud. Amazing. Gratitude prayers. Oh, my yeah.
1: gosh. Just beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the way I want to go.
0: Yeah, it's totally the way like, I want to so go. So I got to practice that now, man. Yeah, exactly. Practice it and, now.
1: You know, one of the things she says, we talked in a few episodes again, you know, this idea of manifesting. Mm. Well, we talked about, she says, like, actively watch out and expect for the good. Mm. When we're in crisis— where Our eyes are on the crisis. Yeah. But if we can lift our eyes and actively look for the good, look for the positive, look for the things that we can celebrate and be in grat- gratitude for, it's going to build this attitude that we need to carry us
0: through. Yes. And let alone all the science that she shares and the hormones that <sighs> yeah. are released yeah. in your brain when you're thinking these things. And you and know, how that
1: gives you more resilience right there. Yes. And, you know, we can share these. When we've practiced the scaffolding, Ourselves, mm. We can share that with others when they're going through tough times. And again, not in that fakey, fakey, oh, it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. No, you know, this is one of the strategies I used. Right. Or this this really helped me right. going through a rough patch.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and that back to my dad again is that when he was going through, he's, he went through cancer two or three times. Each time he was like a ray of sunshine when he would go into the oncology unit uh, because he just had that attitude of gratitude and he was able to bless others as a result, even as he was going through hard times. Yeah.
1: You know, it's interesting. I've been f- recently following uh, a Canadian kind of fashion icon, Jeannie Becker, mm-hmm. and she's been going through breast cancer mm-hmm. treatments at Princess Margaret Hospital here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And w- the way she's navigated this thing mm. is unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. It really is. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, and there was a a woman who was a breast cancer survivor, Mm -hmm. and she'd been, you know, featured on this particular uh, podcast. And she said that when she first went in for her treatments, she asked the nurses if she could have the chair by the window Mm -hmm. because it had the best light and she was going to start writing. Mm -hmm. And every time she went in for her treatment, the chair by the window was saved for her. And she said it was such a small thing that the nurses remembered that, Mm. but it was such a gift to her Mm -hmm. that she could, even as she was having these treatments, Mm -hmm. she was grateful for the kindness and the the remembrance of the nurses that this is what she needed. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that such a beautiful thing? It is. It is. And so it's a small thing, but it was such a big thing in her Ability to navigate that time. Yeah. So this scaffolding idea. I don't know about you, Mary, but mm-hmm. I, you know, when I see houses being built, there's all the scaffolding around them, right, mm-hmm. on the exterior mm-hmm. and in the interior, yeah, to put up those foundations. So, listeners, what kind of scaffolding do you need to have in place? You already know it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and remember, two episodes ago we said, give it a year. Right, like start building those things now. Be intentional about them, mm-hmm. and all that. Those little things that you can do now, and some of them are very little.
0: Yeah, it is actually. It's the the incremental little yes. that has the biggest outcome as opposed to like a one big change, yeah. which may or may not be sustainable in the long term. Yeah. Because it's habit forming, it's rewiring your brain, it's it's putting into place things that you don't even have to think about. And back That's to right. our analogy we use about athletes uh, and also f- um, first-line uh, emergency responders, yes. they practice it over and over and over and over again so many times that there's body memory, it's automatic, so that when they go into high stress, high crisis situations, yep. They will just execute beautifully how they are
1: to respond in that given situation because it's so practiced. You know, and this is not just for the benefit of you. Of course it is. Mm. But think of, you know, in a crisis, I want to be the person that can manage myself so I can help others manage themselves. Yes. Right? I love that. Like, we all need those people. Like, I want to be able to help others too. Mm -hmm. So if I can put these structures in place now, I know that they're not just beneficial for me, they're beneficial for others too. Right. In oh, so good. Such a good so reminder. Dr. Unicorn Susan Bialy-Haas, thank you for this book. It's so good. And these are all things that we can help our children and our grandchildren with. And others along the way. So thank you for this amazing book. It's going to be a real gift to so many people.
0: Yeah. And thanks for tuning in. And uh, like one step at a time, we're rooting you on people. We are. We are rooting you on. We believe in you. Uh, Remember how we started the the season about that we can do this. What was our saying? I've already forgotten. Is this terrible? What's our saying? Go back to the beginning. Okay, you people, do it for me. Email me. Message me. What's the thing we said? Something about you're worth it. You are worth it. Yeah, something like that. We had a much
1: better way of saying it. We can't remember now. Are you kidding? (laughs) Terrible. Hey, and listen, just a reminder, we are, you know, in 66 countries. Uh, Our podcast is doing great. Uh, But please share it. If you found this helpful, if you find anything we say helpful. (laughs) Yes, please share it. Listen. We'll do this for each other if you don't even tune in. So But if you find anything helpful in the podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, Not not to boost us, but to just, you know, help others.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Take care, everybody. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening
0: to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.